Hello there. Uh, my name is Riley. Here as always with Hunter. Hunter. And today is the oh fuck. What episode? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. We're getting a bit far. You know, if the podcast was an was an age, it'd be twenty three weeks. You know what that means? It's a fucking infant, and those are gross. Anywho, um, I don't have much for news this week. Or reviews. There's really only a couple of things that... There's like two things I want to bring up. So I'll bring those up. Avatar 2 reactions dropped. They're great. Everyone's saying, yo, James Cameron actually is the Kino master, as per usual. And then the uh, Game Awards happened. We live-streamed them. Um, they were good. They were about what we expected, for the most part. Um... Yeah, we'll do our personal one sometime in January, maybe. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. Um, uh, you you can hop on to your news segment. Well, there's just one thing weird. I forgot to. I didn't realize it until people pointed out for the game awards. This is one that's weird for me personally, but Xbox didn't show off anything. Oh, they didn't. No. Like first party wise. Yeah, they didn't show off anything first party. Which is really weird, because usually they have... Something. Yeah. Well, because... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Survivor is going to be on Game Pass probably right when it drops. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I feel like that could count, but otherwise, I'm not sure. Or probably just saving it all for... I, I don't think... Did Sony drop anything? They dropped Returnal PC. That was their announcement. Yeah, they probably didn't drop anything either. Nintendo. Jesus, it was all third-party stuff. This is weird. It is weird. But I thought the announcements were great. Hades 2 is an excellent announcement. I think Armor Core 6 looks fantastic. Just from the CG trailer. Um, I'm thinking... Viewfinder looked amazing. That was trippy as shit. Overall, I liked the announcements. The show went on about as long as it usually does, but I still think it's too long. Three and a half hours is a lot of time. Um, but otherwise, I liked it. What would you think of the show? Oh, yeah. The, um, I still think it's a disorganized mess. Like, I don't think they plan it out at all. I feel like they just go with the flow. Which is weird if you're going to have these giant AAA announcements and all of these actors. Like, Al Pacino showed up. Why? And that's so random. Like, I thought it was funny. Like, he couldn't even read the teleprompter. He was just like, uh, I'm like this. I'm sorry, Christopher Judge, but um, they don't have a limit on how long people can accept the award for and talk, you know? So he was up there and for apparently like he got minutes. Like, he had more... Because he said on Twitter he had more. And I'm like, I'm glad you got cut off. Eight minutes is way too fucking long. Mm. And then the rest of the uh, uh, like awards winners got cut early. Because the music kicked in early. Because they were trying to not have it be past three and a half. So people that could have talked longer then couldn't. So basically, like six minutes of Christopher Judge's speech was taken from like other people's. You know, so... That's kind of weird. I hope that they cut people off. Which f sounds weird because you want them to talk, but for eight minutes, like, good God, write it. 
ahead of time or something. I don't know. Um, the Bill Clinton kid was funny. Yeah, the Bill Clinton kid. He got a lot of attention for doing that. Attention, he... I don't know. It just sort of proves that their security is shit, too. Uh-huh. If you allow some dude to just walk up on stage with the devs, you know, who knows what could happen live. Yeah. No, that's gonna... Yeah, there's a lot that I would change. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I had this idea that, like, you have your 30 awards, and then you limit the announcements to 30, and it'd be sort of like a game itself, where, like, up on the screen behind them, as the night goes, you start at this bottom of this, like, little quest map. You just keep going up, you know, until you get to game of the year at the top, sort of. Like, each announcement or reward is like a mission in quotes and you get to it you know because like each announcement some of those take like five minutes and i honestly think there shouldn't be like 60 announcements i think they should just trim it to like 30 so you can give the awards the time they deserve because like they just throw esports into like a one minute segment right at the beginning like, for massive esports players, that's kind of a slap in the face. That the rest of the night, that they don't have anything. So I feel like... Well, esports players, they don't... Well, I mean, I get the like the players winning awards, but, like, esports fans don't watch the Game Awards. They are playing Valorant right now while their Game Awards is going on. Still, I, I think they deserve some oh. time. And also, not... The fact that most of the awards don't get to go up on stage... Yeah. Feels weird to me. And content creator of the year, in the past, didn't they go up on stage? There were times where they did, yeah. Yeah. So, there were times where, like, best esports player went up on stage. They just cut that for some reason. Because they need to show off anime game. <laughs> you know, or they need to show off, like, JRPG or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, cut. So, yeah. Unless they can just, like, cut back on. Maybe they have a maximum length they can have two and drop it to three hours for christ and no, no gameplay no pre-show you don't need to see all pre-show, no pre-show yeah. throw everything into one sydney goodman's segment is always terrible her jokes are never funny she needs to go back to ign i don't know either way i've got problems with it but i think it could get better it's just, it's, it's, next year's 10 years in. I feel like they would find something to keep it more organized. And keep the Among Us theme going, because that's actually funny. <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> you can get the Among Us skin in, in, you can get Jeff the Keighley Jeff Among skin Us. Fort, in in Among, Among Us. us. Yeah. <coughs> Dies. Fuck. No, I think that's, yeah. I, we knew Elden Ring was going to win. And I'm not even mad that it won. No. I was, I'm just like, yeah. okay, it won. Yeah. I I wanted to scream, to be honest. I, I wanted something crazy like last year, but those years are not going to come around very often. I feel like there's usually just going to be a thing that's super obvious and sweeps. Like like next year, that's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. That's going to win like four. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Zelda wins again. Woo. <laughs> oh, well. That's all I had to say. You can start on your segment. Yeah. All right. 
Oh fuck, that is um screenshots. Scroll down. Oh god, that's a lot. Well, a lot of them I'm skipping because that's when we got to. Uh, fuck, that is a lot. Uh, so Xbox is raising its prices to seventy dollars for games. First party games, yeah. Nice. They're because um because yeah. money. Because because money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's yep. literally no other reason, just cause money. And there's a free Colosseum update to Elden Ring now, which is like the multiplayer arena. Okay. You can face off like 3v3 or whatever. And right when we finish it too, God of War gets a photo mode. Nice. <laughs> no, I was looking for a photo mode, because each game I play, I take one screenshot and have it as the background of my PlayStation until I get to my next game. But I didn't get one. Yeah. So that fucking sucked. <laughs> but now they have one where you can... It's just so cursed seeing Kratos smile and shit. Like, <laughs> it's just... He's happy. He's happy for his son. Happy And, um... So this is a another... This happened a bit ago, but you remember when we talked about the, the Sonic co-creator was arrested for insider trading? Yep. That happened again. A, the same guy? <laughs> the same guy. Nice. But it was involving a Final Fantasy game. So, okay. yeah. Um, he just. This is not game related, but this is another thing. Um, scientists have found a fossilized shark tooth of an ancestor to the massive megalodon shark. Cool. How big is it? Uh, they didn't say. Is it thick and honking? That's what I assume. An ancestor to the megalodon. That doesn't mean it'd be bigger than a megalodon. Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, it could be smaller. Yeah. I'm gonna save all the DC news for later because that's gonna be yeah that's that's gonna take a hot second. <clears throat> uh, and Adam Sandler threatened to quit Airheads unless Brendan Fraser was hired. I, I I I watched that interview. Actors on actors. I I haven't seen all of them. I then later watched Jennifer Lawrence and Viola Davis, and I'm like halfway through the Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh one. But there's, like, more coming out every day, and I just, I don't want to spend 15 minutes on each one, but... No, I did see that one, because Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan. Um, that's another DC one that I'm gonna save. Oh, yeah, um, Call of Duty has a, or Microsoft has a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. Which, we talked about this off-screen, was probably just something to get lawyers and shit off their back like the antitrust people to be like don't worry guys it's not just exclusive to us we're gonna put it on the switch everyone it can't, can't run, run on the switch no <laughs> what um uh marvel's avengers uh is reportedly shutting down uh after 2023 good and the next characters are shiri ironheart and captain marvel isn't that funny how all of them are just going to be reskins? Except Captain Marvel. Except Captain Marvel, yeah. They do that a lot, because they added Hawkeye, and it was all cool. And then they immediately added Kate Bishop, and everyone's like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> and then they added, what, Black Panther? That was a new character. They added Wakanda. That was all neat and shit. And then they added the Winter Soldier recently. Lady Thor, actually. And then it was the Winter Soldier... Yeah, a lot of reskins. Neat. Yep, <laughs> it says, now, it says oh. if they were lying about how much money they were making. 
Yeah. And they are at a net loss constantly. <laughs> so, I, I'm not surprised. The marketing was really bad for it. Just that and the gameplay wasn't good to sustain an entire MMO community. That and the whole concept is just... Like, an <laughs> Avengers MMO, like, in theory, with how massive the Avengers is, that seems like a surefire hit. But, like, it was... I love how they in, they lied about, like, no microtransactions. You hop on, all you are getting is bombarded with microtransactions. Like, it's just real. It's the same money-hungry shit that every studio pulls. And it's like, Destiny, for some reason, gets away with it because the demo is free. But you gotta pay for the expansion, which is $50. And then all of the microtransactions are still microtransactions and then all the skins and shit in a game about collecting you have to spend real money instead of earning it via the game so that's cool well, <laughs> destiny you you don't there's no like paid like you don't the only thing you pay for is the microtransactions even, to get the skins because there's like yeah, guns and shit that are silver that you pay for and you can just buy that for weapon ornaments and cosmetics but yeah and the season pass, which I guess you could consider pay to win if the exotic is. is good enough. Because it is. And also the raids are randomized, so you don't get <laughs> a good weapon if you Destiny win. players, when they play the 64th raid for the a bajillionth time, they don't get the exotic gun and all they get is gray tier weapons <laughs> <laughs> right, one more one, one more. more and those are like eight hour like those are like really long runs too raids are really long and they take a lot of patience i can't sit through that much shooting like i can't like i can barely get through gears of war i get so bored so quickly like i was playing battlefield bad company i'm just i get like an hour each time and i just like give up that's why i couldn't do doom because I got, like, through the first mission, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm done. <laughs> it's because we played too much shooters in our past. Well, I mean, the new, when the Call of Duties finally show up on Game Pass, I will be playing those. Because those are keen. Those are very keen. I know. I, I just don't like the movement of Doom and Wolfenstein. Like how... I, now, I hear they're quicker yeah, they're... in the sequels. Or at least Doom Eternal is. Because they add grappling hooks. I swear to God, grappling hooks are the best thing to happen to video games, dude. <laughs> yeah, now we're seeing a trend in grappling hooks. Because but, because of Titanfall. Titanfall had grappling hooks in the multiplayer. Wow. But not the story, god damn. Yeah, <laughs> god damn. fucking badass. Oh, fuck. No, it's more because Halo Infinite had the grapple hook. And when they but, then also, E3, like, but then also Tsushima had the grappling hook before then. And what? then also, Last of Us had a grappling hook. But it was more of like an actual like first-person shooter grappling hook, though. Oh, you mean for shooters? Or yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about grappling hooks in general. Oh, no, that they've been around for a while, but like actual gameplay use grappling hooks. Really, I don't know, maybe there are games where they... Anyways, grapple hooks are good. Um, speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, the writer of Ghost of Tsushima... The game or the movie? Uh, the new movie? Oh. Yeah, the the game okay um joins new bioshock game as the narrative lead so so not the bioware devs with judas like the new bio like bio 
Oh, Bioware. No, Bioshock. 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 So yes. they're doing both. No, the so the 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 I don't remember the dude's name, but the the creator of Bioshock left two K left two K because he didn't like him, right? Or something. Or something. And then he's doing. And Judas. he made his own studio called Campfire Tales, and he's making Judas. Okay. Well, then two K is making their own Bioshock game, and they have the Ghost of Tsushima writer now. Oh, that's gonna be fucking lit. <laughs> Yeah. The writing in that game is stellar, so I, I'd have no problems thinking he can pull this off. Oh, it's a she. It's one of the writers, yeah. Oh. But she's also well, helped on a lot of Ubisoft games, like the Far Cry series and Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> they literally, I, I guarantee they just saw, ooh, Ghost of Tsushima, people like that. Let's and then her. just, like, ignored the other stuff <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah. Just like, wait. That's how it usually goes. I did one good thing. It's like when the people that did Chernobyl did, like, shitty comedies before they did Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are just like, hey, they did Chernobyl. That's good. But what about the other stuff they made? No, 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 no. Just Chernobyl. Just Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it be. Um, Elden Ring wins Game of the Year. More DC stuff. More DC stuff. More DC stuff, I think. Oh yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, Lot, I mean, not really, but Lot orders orders special victims unit showrunner accused of mistreating woman and support on multiple staff um, on multiple shows. Huh. Interesting. Um. Oh, in case you were worrying about Spider Man, Insomniac came out. It's still coming out in twenty twenty three. It's just they don't, they don't, they can't afford the time to show anything off right now. They can't afford the time and resources and coordination. To, so it's just to not market the it's, damn it's thing. It's just not the right time yet. So it's probably not coming out till fall. God fucking! It gives me time to get a PlayStation. <laughs> it gives me time to get that PlayStation. It's true. Uh, GameStop lost a hundred million dollars in the last three months. Nice. I gave them fifteen. <laughs> they can they can say that for sure, but that's um, not true. I also. Uh, Either way, there were the um yeah. There's the Transformers game, right? Yeah, reactivated. Reactivated the uh, characters that are playable apparently leaked. Let me just. So what kind of game is that? The trailer had zero indication. That's a good question, because I have no idea. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, next year is a loaded year, and I'm both excited and also terrified, because I. I don't have enough money to be supporting this addiction of playing these video games. Although, as much as I don't think I want to, I probably will be playing Suicide Squad. Because I liked the other Rocksteady games. Oh man! And also, it's Kevin Conroy's last time as Batman, so yeah. you gotta see that. Yeah. Yes. Um. Fuck man. Wow. Nice. Pause. Yeah, really long pause. Um. Fuck. You can get back to it later, or something. Sex, sex, sex. It's not my fault they removed the fucking post. Well, then you're gonna have to. Do you remember who they were? One of them's gotta be Bumblebee, right? 
Yeah, one of them is Bumblebee. I'm just going to pause this. Oh, okay. I can't find it, so that means it must be true, right? I just know there's six Autobots and I think six Decepticons that you can play as. Oh, so you can play as both? Yeah, which is interesting because apparently the bad guy is like a thing called Legion, which is like an organism that like controls robots. Like it's a man... It's a flesh-eating monster that controls... It's a parasite that controls robots that mm, was Straight like, up the Transformers, Alec. <laughs> it, was, it was in like one run of comics that like nobody liked. It's as if that's probably the reason. <laughs> unless, which, I mean, unless they utilize it better. Because they're... Cause the that sounds say, like a lot yeah. of sci-fi shit I've seen and heard of before. Yeah. That entire... That's why the trailer looked didn't look like Transformers. That's yeah, we, we were just... Pr we were making fun of it. We were like... It's about friendship, and they're gonna, they're gonna come together in this horrific time. And then Transformers showed up, and we started screaming. <laughs> it doesn't what make like I don't get why Transformers fans are excited for it personally, because it looked like a generic sci-fi <laughs> alien invasion thing. And you see the leaked like character designs too, and it's like, oh, so are they big and bulky and not like yeah, hard hard to distinguish. Or the something? only one that I liked is Megatron. Because he had the classic look with his big mega arm cannon. Nice. <laughs> was Optimus playable? Yeah, Optimus okay. is playable. Bumblebee. Uh, Hot Rod. Uh, those are the only three I remember from the Autobots. Then, yeah, Starscream, Megatron, and Soundwave. Those are the obvious three. Yeah, those are the obvious six. And then there were like, I think it's like three obvious ones and then like three obscure ones. I mean, that's the way to go. So, know. yeah. But I mean... Uh, I need to see gameplay. I need to know what it actually is before I get excited for it. It's a multiplayer, which makes me kind of scared. I was hoping it would be like a tactical game, like Gears Tactics. Was. I just want be like a single-player game, because I'm weird. <laughs> just like the War for Cybertron games. Are those single-player? Yeah. Shooter game? Yeah. Is that were. a shooter game, or is it like They're a... third-person shooter games, yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. And you can transform mid-battle and shit. There's no, like, cues for you to do it. You okay. can just transform mid-battle. But you can't find them anywhere, because Hasbro... I mean, um, Activision lost the... Well, they have the license, just that they don't do anything with it. They yeah. should. Right. Oh, well. Now we're going to get into the DC stuff. There's a lot of DC stuff. Is this going to head straight into Shazam afterwards? Because or... I have a little bit after we do Shazam, if we're going to do that right away. But... Oh, Okay. We'll do it early this time. Um, well, starting off the... Um, fuck, there's so much shit. It's all out of order. Fuck. Well, just to start off, Wonder Woman 3 was cancelled. <laughs> I feel like I'll know a lot of what you're talking about. I just I didn't write it down, so... Um, but yeah. I am glad that James Gunn seems to be going in the direction of reboot. You Do you know what the story is behind this, though? The behind the scenes or the actual story? The behind the scenes. Of Wonder Woman 3. Didn't she get Jeff Johns for some godforsaken reason? I would be reason? surprised. But I remember seeing yeah. a photo. Because like Jeff Johns has gotten a bunch of people's careers killed. Yeah. And he's just still around for some reason. Because, yep, she... So they asked to see the script, right? Yeah. Or and James she, Gunn or like... Well, yeah, James Gunn and the Peter other Peter Safran. Peter Safran, yeah. And, well, the executives in general. 
And, well, she showed him the script, and they're like, um, yeah, we don't really like this. And so can you, like, rewrite it? Because, yeah, this isn't that good. And so she's like, nope, I quit. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she's... Well, see, she, she, I she, heard... I heard... She emailed them a note, uh, a link to the Wikipedia article for, uh, for character art. I saw that, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, what is her character arc, though? There is none. Exactly. Like, her 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 character motivation, the first one, is war is bad. I okay. Is war bad, though? <laughs> and then the second one is fuck people that have been possessed by your 70-year-old dead boyfriend that you knew for three days. <laughs> um, and also save the world and also be truthful to yourself. No. And also, that movie was fucking dumb. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> and then the third one, I heard it would also have Steve Trevor in it again. I'm like, how the fuck? Why the fuck? I thought the whole point of the second one was that she moved on. Is that you're this quote-unquote character arc? You just reversed what the second one was about to do it again, the third she one? She has to get over it again. Uh, get she over hasn't it truly again. moved on she, yet. Okay, nice. Great writing, <laughs> Patty Jenkins. It makes sense to me because she was kicked off of Leo, Cleopatra, too. Oh, the Gal Gadot one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was also... That's Rogue Squadron? Mm-hmm. So I think it's... She abandoned DC to do that and then got kicked out of, of Star Wars and she came crawling back to the third Wonder Woman and then quit. Like, what is her career? I think I think she's going to be done for her bit, to be honest. Or at least for the giant... Well, yeah, for the block giant blockbuster, blockbuster sphere. Denis Villeneuve was supposed to do a Cleopatra movie. And, like, that's been announced for, like, years... But he just has been so focused on Dune that he just hasn't done it yet. But like, Denis Villeneuve's Cleopatra, bro. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's gonna be so fucking good. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that was just one news story. And that took six minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh. Wait. <sighs> Fuck. And, yep, Henry Cavill's probably not going to, may or may not return. <laughs> it's still up for debates. And that brought people, that had made a huge rant on Twitter. Let me see if I can find the funny here. Um, so there's this guy called the Den of Nerds, right? He looks like a fucking guy who lives in his mom's basement mm -hmm. at the age of 40. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he's like... James Gunn does not like Henry Cavill. Oh, I saw that! And then someone underneath was like... James Gunn, can you disprove this? And he's like, sure. False. <laughs> There's more, though. You might have missed it. And then he replies back, even more people have reached out to me since you said this to tell me you really don't like him. Just saying what I heard. And he's and then James Gunn replies with, so weird. You seem so plugged in. Anyway, I had 40 people reach out to me say, you just got kicked out of your mom's basement. So sorry, man. <laughs> 14,000 oh fucking likes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely fucking, fucking trolling <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh. Dude, people are not, don't like James Gunn. I seriously don't understand it. Like, people are calling him a pedo. I'm like, w what? What did he do? What the fuck? 
and then they just point to the really shitty jokes he made. And I'm like, I'm not gonna say the jokes are good. And he got cancelled for it. Yeah. But also, like, he's not actually a pedo. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. People just being salty, it's not Snyder again. I want Snyder. I want Snyder. I hope Zack Snyder comes out and says, I'm not coming back. Fuck you. Netflix gave me millions. <laughs> gave me millions. I'm going to stay here. Well, because he has to do Rebel Moon. Yep. And then he's also going to do the the second Army of the Dead. And probably Rebel Moon 2 and 3. Well, he's doing a part 1 and 2 of Rebel Moon. Four so, like, hours long each. Wow. Can't wait for that solid 56 on... 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I can't wait with for that. 2.7 on Rotten Tomatoes. Or, or on, on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Metacritic score be... in the high 40s. Oh, yeah. I would I would assume, like, Letterboxd and IMDb would, like, fight for bottom tier and high tier because they're still... Yeah, it's going to be, like, to be like the two ends are super high and then the middle is, like, <laughs> jagged as shit. It's no man's land. <laughs> It's like the two armies and just the land in between. Just what the fuck am I supposed to do here? But I I understand some people's criticism. Because they're like, okay, well, you're going to run all of DC. You can't just do your quirky characters like Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Like, you got to do everything. And I'm like, that's fair. But also, he said he is prioritizing Superman. Because, like, he hasn't had a movie in... Nah, nine years? Ten years? By the Green time Lantern. That... Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he, he also said that um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is not returning as Green Lantern. Good. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. Yeah, Green... Ryan Reynolds can I, I seriously just hope he just reboots the whole damn thing. I don't think they are, but... Oh, yeah. I Because he wants to keep Margot Robbie in his Suicide Squad. I would, too. I I would, but that's gonna get janky as shit. I don't know. That is the problem, especially now that they're apparently not gonna have Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yo, yeah, the second movie's the last. He's gonna be Aquaman. He's gonna switch the Lobo, yeah. Which is so funny. I really wanted to be both of them at the same time. <laughs> like that would have been more funny to me. But I was just gonna jump to Crisis and then just reboot it after that. They probably have to. I don't know how they're gonna do that. But, anyway, uh, Black Adam to Black Adam is probably gonna lose a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and The Rock said, "Nope, nope, it's making money." They're lying. I know, cause like, I I saw, cause like, after James Gunn canceled, when he, what a lot of actors and shit do, they like, they campaign to stay in the role. So like their fans will show up and be like, guys, no, there's, there's, we, we, we like this person. So, cause like Gal Gadot did it. It's like, we have a lot of plans for Wonder Woman. And then like black, like Dwayne Johnson and like Henry Cavill did the same thing. They hopped on Twitter or Instagram. Just like, guys, 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 I really want to be Superman. And they're like, Black Adam is the best movie. <laughs> and then fucking like James Gunn just starts canceling shit. And they just, like, campaign hard. Because, like, people will say shit online and it just doesn't translate to the box office in the slightest. They're just like, guys, guys, Henry Cavill's Superman! And then 
all of the movies he does, he's not the reason why they're doing well. Yeah. It's other people. So, like... Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Or, like, Enola Holmes. That's a Millie Bobby Brown thing. Yeah. The Witcher. You could maybe say it was him. No, that's more of the property. That's what I'm thinking. And now he's gone, so the property's gonna tank. Because he's... Because they got used to Cavill? Or something. Because, like, they... He he left to be Superman. Now he's not going to be Superman. But yet again, people hated season two of The Witcher. So people like, hated season one of The Witcher. They I just th- hate The Witcher show. I thought people liked The Witcher show. It just wasn't a good adaptation of the books. That's which is what they adapting were adapting. From, yeah. <laughs> oh well, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, but yeah, Dwayne Johnson. The report came out. The Hollywood Report first report was like. Oh, it turns out they're actually making money. And then Dwayne Johnson's like, I checked with my advisors. This is 100% true. Here's how. And then he posts this thing. And then people read into it. And they're like, that is the biggest leap in fucking logic I think I've ever seen in my life. They're just, they just lied. Because they're just trying to campaign to stay in the DC universe. By just making up random bullshit. To skew numbers. Even though it's still going to lose money. Cool. That's <laughs> cool. Why Black Adam Two is unlikely to happen, and I hope it doesn't happen. Because people say it's their oh, the two best DC movies are uh, Black Adam and Man of Steel. You're fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> That's cr- uh, I think you're missing one that came out last year. It's called The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Pino. Yeah, people don't like it because it's James Gunn. Like, stop. <laughs> oh no, it's not Zack Snyder. It's not Schneider. Uh, I was sort of saving this for last, but this is really sad to me. The, they were working on a Michael Keaton Batman Beyond yep. movie. But it would have been set in modern day. Oh, it was? Yes. Because it's old Batman after The Flash. So Beyond has nothing to do with it. Well, fuck that. <laughs> exactly! Because they even said they were going to have... And, um, and, 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 the report was it wasn't going to be Terry McGinnis. They were going to get Batgirl to be Batman Beyond. I didn't look at the whole report. This is actually fucking bullshit. Exactly. I'm glad it got canceled. Batgirl. But they, they would have they would have had the romance between Catwoman and Batman again, which is kind of what they did in Batman Beyond, but they kind of left it in the air still because it's still cat and mouse. Well, mm-hmm. bat chasing the cat. Except it's... Even in 80-year-olds. 80-year-olds. Yeah, it's 80-year-olds. It's just kind of sweet, but whatever. Yeah. It's just old people flirting. <laughs> but, oh well, I'm glad it got canned. Well, now that you say it's modern, and it was with Batgirl, that's just... Not Terry McGinnis. See, that's why James Gunn's gonna be like, guys, 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 we're coming out with an actual Batman Beyond. Here's Terry McGinnis, and people are gonna crane themselves... Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll come out and yeah, give us an actual. I know Batman you want Beyond. Batman Beyond, but this was not what you would have wanted no, for Batman no. Beyond. You lost me a modern. <laughs> I want shaped. I want people who go into because uh, there's an entire episode dedicated to people and fads and Terry's high school where they go and get animal augmentations. And you also in want the cyberpunk dystopia. You also want two mile high buildings. Yeah. Even the animated series had that, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so does Spider-Man 2099. That's what I love about it. It's just like, they didn't expand out. They expanded up. 
Yeah. So, like, each building is, like, seven miles tall. And you're like, how is that possible? But, like, it just is. And, like, they're above the clouds. And they're just, like, flying around in their cars. And there's, there's just, like, the clouds underneath them. Yeah, it's just pollution. <laughs> yeah, just pollution. So, like, no, I think that's fucking cool. But I'm glad they canned it. Because modern Batman Beyond. I haven't even seen it, but that's an awful idea. That's awful. <laughs> then just not do Batman Beyond. Just do a different Batman story at that point. Don't just call it Batman Beyond and not have fucking Terry McGinnis. Or actually have it be Beyond. <laughs> I get they wanted Michael Keaton to be old Batman. And that's a great idea. Like if they did it, it should probably be him for old Batman. But just have it be in the future. Or just wait for Val Kilmer to want to come back. And then, you know, he won't be in the bat suit, so he can keep his scarf over his yeah. neck and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, just or have it be... George Clooney. That'd be funny, too. <laughs> or Christian Bale, 30 years down the road. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. No. Christopher Nolan comes back, listen. He's, like, he's like got his walking cane. He's a symbol. Christian. Christian Bale. Christian. I have an idea to come back for Batman. <laughs> and he's just like, Really? I didn't think you'd want to come back. He's like, it doesn't matter. It does not. Let's do it. Let's do it. And he's like, okay, we'll do it. And then he just walks on to set with his cane. He's hunched back. I'm ready to do Batman. I watched the show back in the day. I've always been a fan. <laughs> I know, like, even, even seeing all these people sad about Batman Beyond, like, I've always been a fan of Batman Beyond. Like, bet. <laughs> bet. I bet you haven't even watched the first episode. You just know the concept, bro. That's me. And I'm not I'm not gonna pretend I like it, because I haven't seen it. I can't like something I haven't seen. Or dislike something I haven't seen. Like, before I wasn't that big of a Batman fan, but then, like, after watching it, I'm like, okay, I actually kind of understand the character now. Batman. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't hook with the other Batman, but I hooked with Terry because he was Spider-Man. <laughs> he basically is. But, but yeah. Oh well, yeah. we can keep going. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, there's one more thing to close it off. Oh, I thought there was more. After. Oh, is there more? I thought you. S I thought there was more. Is there not more? Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I was just okay. It's just the the last thing was that they they are gonna reveal their plans next week. To the week. CEO, not oh. to us. Yeah, but still. They have plans. <laughs> they have plans. That is more than they could and say the past eight years the, of this universe. There were some funny things, though, on Twitter, because James Gunn is really popping off on there. People are like, where's Nightwing, man? How come he hasn't gotten a movie yet? And he's like, dude, I've barely been on the job for a month. <laughs> just like, give I'm not me... gonna just introduce Nightwing now all of a sudden. Just right? like, give me a goddamn second, will you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, anyways, um, one thing I hope James Gunn does is shove the characters that who already have the attention in the back and bring out the other characters, like Green Lantern and The Flash... And give Cyborg the movie, and God Cyborg, damn it. yeah, Cyborg needs a movie, too. And then cancel the Titan show, and then introduce a new, another cast of Titans for a movie. But make them young. And, yeah, not 40-year-olds is Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People say they like the Starfire casting. I don't. I haven't seen it. I. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan of the dark and gritty approach to Teen Titans. I think they're know. pretty funny. <laughs> but you know, I mean, 
the uh, the original show was both comedic and also dark. Yeah, and which mixed. is DC, but like you can't have f bombs dropping every five seconds. No, that's not. That, no, <laughs> they're just kind of kids. And the Titans show isn't there like twenty Titans members now? Yeah, there's like a fuck ton this of is, Titans. The Titans show is about the second team of Titans. Actually, so there's like the main five that they had. No, they didn't have Cyborg. No, they don't have Cyborg. So there's like Raven, Nightwing. Beast Boy, Starfire, and then they had Hawk and Dove. Is that their name? That they were, yeah, yeah. And then the original Teen Titans was um, Hawk and Dove, Robin at the time, um, Wonder Girl, and Aqualad. And then they added Superboy, and then Jason Later, Todd, yeah. Red Hood. And it then was the... just Jason Todd. He didn't join us. But I thought Red Hood was in the new sh- new season. He is. Yeah. Is it the same guy? Yeah. Okay, I thought there was a third they, Robin character that they, showed up. The first episode of season three, they smash his skull in with a crowbar, huh. like in the comics. <laughs> except he wasn't tied up, and Batman wasn't rushing to save him. Cause he isn't he dead? Batman's no, old Batman's as fuck, still right? alive, and he's still Batman. It's just he retires after he beats the kills the Joker. For this killing, show is fucking stupid. For killing, for killing, for killing this Robin. This show's dumb. For killing Robin. And then he kills himself, I think? What? But I thought you just said he was alive. Nope, he kills himself. Because he's sad. Batman <laughs> gives in. The whole point of Batman disappears. <laughs> oh, well. It's fine. I want to see an 80-year-old Batman hot rooftops. <laughs> see? Michael Keaton. That's what they want to do with Michael Keaton, too. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Batman, huh? <laughs> but it's like a stunt double the whole time <laughs> anywho we that was all the news yeah i think so okay so i'm thinking we'll just hop straight into shazam and then we'll do the rest later so this week in rebooting the dc universe we're hopping into shazam this is another one we did very little research on but we all we know is that we want it to somewhat tie into this god war that we're setting up. Somehow. And to be honest, I think the Shazam movie like, is probably the best... What the... <laughs> we should just do that guy. Tackle Christian. <laughs> this was the bad guy in Black Adam, was he not? Sabic? Oh, shit, I think he was. Damn it! <laughs> Fine, whatever. But, yeah, I I like that what they did with the movie. Because that's about as good as you can get for a Shazam movie. Where you have the family aspect. You have him learning to accept family. Because he didn't have it for a lot of his life. Then you have the comedy. And also the, the funny shit. Because it's a comedy. And then you have the emotional moments where, like, his mom turns him away. And he bonds with his brother and his new family and stuff. And also the superhero shenanigans with Mark Strong. So, like, I think for a Shazam movie, that's about as good as it can get. Well, I think there are still things that could be done in an interesting way. Because from a, a lot of things that I've seen from Shazam, specifically in, like, Kingdom Come, are just things that I've assumed... I'm going to be honest. It's, you know, him turning from a kid to an adult. I assume that that kid who is Billy Batson, he wants to 
be like all the other heroes because he has these superpowers. So I feel like he's like kind of like the the heart of the team. Cause oh, he, sure. I because he I will get to Cyborg. I assumed it would be him, but like there could be multiple hearts. There could be two hearts. Whatever it doesn't matter. I feel like, but like yeah, if it's a, if it's the kid, the purest of them, he doesn't see like there are consequences to any of the things that are, he's kind of oblivious to a lot of the things. I guess sure, but he wants to do the right thing. Yeah, but he only thinks that what he's doing is the right thing. I guess he's not aware of the others because he's just a kid. Yeah, so he just I, has that narrow field. I feel like. You didn't love the Shazam movie. I liked it. Yeah. So, like, like, what yeah. what would you want to do? Let's. I'm throwing it to you because I. I'm not exactly sure how we could. Do something that is Shazam that was not already in the Shazam. I think it's. Movie. I well, one thing I didn't like about the Shazam movie was I thought it was way too early to introduce the Shazam family, because then we didn't really have we then we would have to develop those characters. Well, I mean, they did throughout the movie, kind of. I mean, they they, they did. There was there was a lot of yeah. family shit, and like, I feel like the whole point, especially in the new one, is like he's trying to keep them together as the Shazam family, but they're going off to do their own thing. And I feel like that's gonna be like the point, is that they split up, but it's like okay to be on your own to do stuff, and you always have a family there if you need them, I guess. I feel like that's going to be the new one. So, I mean, I, I'm fine with keeping it as just Shazam. Because I really don't want to introduce seven Shazam characters. Yeah. Because I, I don't want it to be like a Justice League where we had the seven Green Lanterns. But it's also a two-parter. I don't want to have a two-parter. I just want to have the one. <laughs> so, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Ooh, funny troll man. <laughs> we already had them... <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck we should use this <laughs> no no <laughs> we'll keep going the bug <laughs> bug see ya Bonnie. should we I feel like that might be early We should just use Sabaka. <laughs> or, Sabaka? What's Sabaka? I or Captain Nazi. <laughs> Captain Nazi. Well, I hate Black Adam. As a character? What is what is this guy? No, because of uh, Dwayne the Rock. Oh, he ruined it for you? Yeah. That's why we make him better. See, look, I like it how they phrase it. Billy Batson uses the powers of Shazam for good, living out his kid's dream of being a superhero. So, because didn't, and then this is a cool idea. Neither true villain nor hero, Black Adam, represents the complexity of maturity. So maybe we have it so like he we we skip the origin part maybe, but he's trying to fit into this new family still, and he's, tr I mean, Black Adam. Could tie into, like, the Egyptian mythology. Because yeah. Kondok is close. So that's how we connected the God War. 
very loosely. Because I don't want it to be just directly, God, war, they're coming, right? Like, I want it to be, like, subtle enough to where it could not be something else for Justice League, but that that is what we're doing. So I feel like maybe he gets in over his head and he's trying to defeat this guy, Black Adam here, and then turns out not only is he like re really fecking powerful, but also he represents a lot more and he sort of challenges Billy Batson in the way that he's trying to do good as opposed to what Black Adam thinks he's trying to do as good. So he basically just meld the Black Adam movie and the Shazam movie. Put it together. And then we cut yeah. a lot of the nonsensical shit. Is maybe maybe he could realize that you know not every issue is black and white. Because as a kid you view a lot of things as just oh, that's the good guy and that's the bad guy. Like, that's wrong, and that's right. Yeah. And then this guy's like, my family was fucking murdered. I'm gonna murder these people. Shazam's like, you can't murder these people. And then they fight. So it's literally just the Black Adam movie, but instead of the Justice Society, it's just Shazam. Which is probably what it should have been. It's absolutely what it should have been. <laughs> but no, he didn't want Zachary Levi for some godforsaken reason. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so, also, Shazam, I think... Um, he should be like his orphan buddy. The guy with the... Yeah? Yeah. Where, like, personality-wise, where he worships the superheroes, at least. Or is, like, a big fan of them. Also, Shazam worships the superheroes? Yeah. And we just well, get he... rid of the orphan buddy, or... Well, is he in the comics, though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I just... Because if he... Because... I just well, I mean, like he's a part of the Shazam kid's... family. Oh, he is, yeah. Well, maybe he's different. I don't know. I just... Well, maybe... Maybe Billy's like that, too, then. And then we just have two people. Maybe That's... we just get rid of that guy. We change that guy's personality. Yeah, he's the edgy one. <laughs> he's the edgy one. Okay. So Billy Batson is obsessed with superheroes. Well, he's, he's just... And yeah, being a superhero. A he wants to be a superhero. And he gets this opportunity... He believes... To defeat a true supervillain... In the form of Black Adam... Who is traveling globally to kill these people could it be intergang i don't really care he's just trying to <laughs> defeat some people and shazam's like yo i'm gonna defeat you because you can't d murder people like that's fucked up black album's like i'm doing this for like vengeance they murdered my family and then shazam's like okay but like you can grieve and move on you can defeat them the right way you don't have to murder them and then Black Adam murders innocent people along the way. Because they're getting in his way. He's like Kratos. Yeah. He's literally like Kratos. <laughs> innocent people, guilty people, does not matter. He's going to murder them if they get in his way. And Shazam is like, yo, you can't do that. That's fucked up. But it's also going to tackle like family and stuff. Because like, Shazam just got a family. Black Adam lost his family. And so maybe there's like a jealousy there or something. Which would be weird. Well, like, but black, yeah, Black Adam lost his family, but Billy Batson has a family. Well, like he just, he just got his family, yeah. But he doesn't really acknowledge them as his family yet. Yet, yeah, yet, yeah. And then at the end, he would be able to acknowledge them as his family. Because Black Adam tells him 
because Black Adam tells him to. Oh, because like he, of his maturity. Because yeah. he, he's the gray area, you know. Um, and I I think just just for the universe' sake, I think it should take place a bit, uh, like not super far, but a bit farther on in the universe universe's timeline, because all the superheroes already ha- are established. Yeah, but I, have... I I really don't want to leave the sixties. No, like yeah, you can. So, like, the others are, like, late 50s, early 60s. And this is, like, 68, 69, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because yeah, they've already established themselves. And if, like... Because the Flash, remember, it was just more of, like, spray paint. We didn't really start acknowledging them yet. Yeah. But then it wasn't until later where they're like, oh, yeah, left and right. And there's, like, a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, the Flash had, like polka dot man references and people can be knockoffs of polka dot man yeah and so like it's so like you it's okay yeah, it's somewhat far but also not far enough we don't need a timeline <laughs> just throw them all on there it's fine because i want this chapter of this story to be in the 60s yeah and if we ever did one in like a year from now that would keep going with this story that could be the 70s black him as an adult it feels weird because like you can't keep billy batson as a kid forever but an adult turning into an adult feels weird i mean that's what kingdom come did oh it's just batson was an adult and then he just turned into shazam anyways (laughs) yeah he just turned into shazam anyways but he didn't know he was shazam he didn't no how does that work they brainwashed him oh interesting and he's like, yeah, because, but he had, he grew into that, because I like Kingdom Come because he grew into the role of being a superhero. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't really till the end where it's like, hey, this is what sort of we should strive. I know I say Superman is what we should strive to be, but I feel like in reality, I feel like it should be. Shazam, a, in a way, a person with innocence, yeah, trying to be a superhero, or like, how do you mean? Well, like Superman, yeah, sure, we should be like the kindest person possible, but I, I think realistically, we should be more like Shazam, in a way, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> anymore. I just think it's interesting for Shazam because he's. He has the dream of being a superhero, and he finally has that dream accomplished. Mm-hmm. And, like, how does he handle that responsibility? What is he going to do with it? Is he going to fuck around? <laughs> like he did in the movie. I swear, that movie is, like, the perfect Shazam movie. But, yeah. Except he was a bad kid. Duh. Ba-da, ba-da. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I don't know. I think we don't really need too many characters. I think, like, there's just the good guy and the bad guy. Like, similar to what, what we did with Aquaman or Wonder Woman. Except we didn't think of anything for Aquaman. <laughs> well, I think retroactively, I'm just going to say it's like Indiana Jones. Black Mantle wants to get the treasure because he's a treasure hunter. He's and He's an actual pirate. And then, so it's, like, low stakes enough for Aquaman, but also, like, a, res- a big responsibility that people are invading his kingdom right as his dad died. So, I feel like that's what we were trying to get across. 
that we didn't. <laughs> but anyways. I'm just excited for the Justice League, to be honest. I know, but we got two more left. Two big ones. I think Shazam's a big one. Because, like, Shazam is a character... I just said Shazam. Cyborg, Jesus Christ. Cyborg is a character that I feel like could get his own movie. Because he's, like... How he tackles the quote-unquote being a monster. Right? How he tackles being, like this new thing and he's not as human as he'd like to be he's 99 percent so robot pretty much pretty much edward scissorhands sort of except not in the 50s <laughs> except not in the 50s yeah yeah but oh yeah oh my gosh 50s cyborg 60s cyborg 60s cyborg Look at the fucking aesthetic <laughs> Yeah, we we've both chatted a lot about Cyber, not Justice League. Christ, I'm getting these all mixed up. We still have Batman to do, like right at the end before we do that. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. <laughs> yeah, I think Shazam. We don't need too much. Just those two characters. You know. Yeah. I think that's all we need. Yeah. Or we could just introduce the uh, Mr. Mind. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you, though. Wait, th th they had Mr. Mind in, in the movie, but they're probably not going to go anywhere with that. Yep. Damn. All right, ready to find castings? Mm-hmm. Oh! We didn't come up with a director for the last one. Oh, we didn't? Huh. For Aquaman? We didn't, huh? Oh, fuck. No, we really skimped out on that. Oh, well. We'll come up with something. We should probably pause this. John so we Wick. can find... What do you... We need to... St okay. Alright, so, uh, Shazam. I finally found an excuse to put Glenn Powell in to a story. Billy Batson. We, were, we weren't really sure who to put. So, we found the youngest kid... That's Roman Griffin Davis. So he'd probably be able to age into that. And then we were also having a tough time with Black Adam. Because all of them were like really dumb choices. and Or just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So maybe he is the perfect Black Adam. Or no one gives a shit about Black Adam. That's true. I'm thinking we go with Ricky Whittle. He's a British person. That's all I know about. <laughs> you saw him in a Reddit thread and decided to go for it. Yep, that's basically yeah. what we went with. Yeah, pretty much. Um, who are we gonna get to direct it? Someone. That's uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott Shazam. What the fuck? No, I'm okay. Thank you though. So why do you have an alarm set for four forty-seven? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> okay then. Um. You know what? We can just Transform do those this. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like Batman and um, Justice League will pay more attention yeah. for directing and stuff. But no. Yeah. I'll, these next ones, this next one along with this one, went pretty quick. What are we doing after DC? For a reboot? Yeah. We're taking a fucking break from rebooting. <laughs> My brain hurts. <laughs> what, what, you want to keep going? I think it's fun, yeah. 
what would you like to do after? More DC or? That's a good question. I see. Since we're not doing it anymore, I'm going to tell you all my original pitch for the Justice League movie, which was that it would have been Brainiac invading Earth, basically doing a Thanos. He was going to try and stop the people of Earth from wasting all of its resources. And so he'd basically kidnap us and basically abduct our planet and basically enslave us to stop us from destroying a planet because he like likes planets or whatever the fuck. But he's like enslaving 8 billion people, or I guess not 8 billion in the 60s. So no. like 4 billion or less, something like that. 2 billion? I think it might have been 2 billion. Either way, he'd be enslaving a couple billion people and the Justice League would go to stop him. And throughout the story, it'd get more and more dire. And at the end, most of the Justice League members would be dead. But Superman would save the day, but at the cost of himself. But even in death, they keep people filled with hope and with inspiration to do good. And it would probably lead to like a Teen Titans where it's like, kid heroes finally show that there still needs to be heroes in this world and that'd probably spawn a new series of movies but i feel like probably what marvel should have done just saying yeah i know but like i came up with the pitch after i listened to yellow brick road by elton john because the whole point of that song is elton john in the song gives up fame and fortune because he believes that he doesn't want to ruin his legacy. He doesn't want to keep doing it for the money. And I feel like that could have been a meta commentary on franchises and storytelling in general these days where we sort of just keep making more for money. But in this story, we would kill every main character to end the story because there's basically no other way to do it sort of so we would end the story but like we would end it in a way that was meaningful and still left people with hope at the end of the day because that's what they're supposed to do that's what their characters are meant to do so that's what i thought the idea would be but now we're getting into something way way crazier <laughs> and a lot more complicated <laughs> Than just Brainiac showing up and murdering everyone. It's a god war. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get really, really complicated. You told me about the god of reality, and yeah. now I have an idea, a pitch for that one. Now we're just getting closer and closer to Justice League. We have three weeks left. We'll get to that later. But no, I'm excited for Justice League and for Batman. Batman's gonna fucking slap. Dude. I know Batman is gonna <laughs> slap. Um. But yeah, next week is Cyborg. Um, I don't know if you actually think ahead on pitches much or if you prefer them in the moment. Because a lot of times it feels like we stumble when we're in the moment. Yeah. As opposed to a pitch. And then we develop it from there. But I know you like the Superman one because we didn't do any research for it. We sort of just came up with it on the spot. Same with the Flash, kind of. I had a pitch. I mean, you, we, took we knew it stuff about those characters beforehand. That's true. Because Green Lantern, I was forced to do research because I really didn't know anything about 
Green Lantern, but yeah. I was interested in the character or that universe. Cause but a lot really, of the characters we've been doing... It hasn't been explored that much, but yeah, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman, like I, I really don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm well, going to be honest. That's fair. But, yeah, it's... I, I feel like... I don't think we could do my idea with this new story. Just kill everyone. Because I feel like... Even though maybe the odds are more at stake in a god war, as opposed to just one green guy showing up and murdering everyone, I feel like we gotta probably set up more sequels and shit. I just... I don't know. We'll get to it when it comes, but... I, I like the idea of ending it after a certain point. Yeah. Because I feel like all stories should end. And unlike Marvel, where they have a plan until 2040, but whatever. I'm not at all scared of what that plan entails. <laughs> By I'm... year 2037, we plan to enslave the entire <laughs> world. <laughs> Jesus. Ke That's... Kevin, where'd this come from? <laughs> By the year 2033, we'll have enough money to make our own private military. By, By 2036, we will have we will have committed several genocides across the nation, across the nation and the globe. By 2037, we have successfully infiltrated the biggest governments in the world, and we will run everything. Everything. We Disney moment. <laughs> Disney moment. Anywho, we'll keep going from that. We will f kidnap children and we will steal their we nostalgia. We will slaughter them. <laughs> we will steal their childlike innocence. And we will ruin their lives, lives forever. <laughs> forever. Anywho. Kevin, what are you doing? I am enough. <laughs> Anywho. I am just using... Walt Disney's plans. You don't understand. <laughs> that was his plan. The Fourth Reich has begun. Oh my God! <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep going. Okay, okay. We're, gonna keep, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. All they await is the right time. Oh my God! We'll, so well, we're gonna fixated stop. on one thing. Okay, the let's, Marvel let's, Cinematic okay, Universe. Okay, we need to end this. And the only thing that can stop me, I that get... will stop me, is James Gunn. He has to be taken <laughs> down. Okay, I hate I wanna, creative people. I just want to. I just want to get to my Oscars. Oh, my funny. Yeah, that too. We're doing the year of Gladiator. Finally, the Gladiator. See, I looked at it. I have a on Letterbox a uh, a rank of nominees and winners of Oscars or Best Picture. Crouching Tiger I have at four. Gladiator I have at eighty four. Rip. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm not salty. I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, Gladiator swept as per as per usual. This was Ridley Scott's first movie nominated for Best Picture. Oh, I was like, what? No, well, no, no, one fucking was. No, no, <laughs> no, no. one was. <laughs> but no, this was his first movie nominated for Best Picture. Should have been Thumb on Louise, but that doesn't matter. Um, this look at that. Look at that sweep. Look at it. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's because it's a gladiator. And he dies at the end, and that's sad. That's true. Although, a main character dies at the end of Crouching Tiger. And that's more emotionally impactful. To me, anyway. Uh, the only other movie nominated everywhere was Aaron Brockovich. Have you heard of this movie? Nope. You've never heard of Aaron Brockovich? I mean, it may be. It's based off of a real person. It's about a woman 
that works with lawyers and basically is like a makeshift journalist, but she does it in like a kooky way. And it's also Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard of this. Never mind. I recognize that. Poster. So that's Steven Soderbergh who did the Oceans trilogy. Um, he also yeah. did Contagion, Logan Lucky. He did recently Magic Mike, Kimmy. He's done a bunch of stuff. Like, he makes a movie nearly every goddamn year now. And Chi, part one. Che, it's Michael... Oh, shit, they have high rating. Fuck. Yeah. Look at him. Look at his fucking face. He's so white. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah. Not, he got Aaron Brockovich nominated everywhere. But he also got a second movie in that year. Called Traffic. Which is... Something I don't know about. Oh, traffic. Right there. You should read it aloud. No one. Oh, right. Ready? Yep. No one gets away clean. An exploration of the United States of America's war on drugs from multiple perspectives. From the new head of the Office of National Drug Control Policy, the war, the war becomes personal when he discovers his well-educated daughters abusing cocaine with their comfortable suburban home. In Mexico, a flawed but noble policeman agrees to testify against a powerful general in league with a cartel. In, and in San Diego, a drug kingpin-sheltered trophy wife must learn, learn her husband's ruthless business after he is arrested and endangered with endangering her luxurious lifestyle so do you know what that sounds like that sounds like crash it's an ensemble a bunch of vignettes that all connect together i fucking hate and it also has don she don she don she should have won don she oh i mean don she was in crash and i i hate that that one but yeah he steven soderbergh got two movies into best picture that's like never really. God damn. <laughs> Don Cheadle. <laughs> Let's just keep it there. Let's keep Don Cheadle. Um, Crouching Tiger was nominated nearly everywhere except the Golden Globes because they don't allow international films into Best Picture. <laughs> Ugh. Ooh. And then a movie called Chocolate was nominated. Chocolate. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god. There were two movies nominated everywhere that missed. Almost Famous and Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot's based off of the real person, the singer, and then Almost Famous is about Hollywood. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. It's about Hollywood, baby. Castaway was nominated at Critics' Choice. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou was a Golden Globe comedy. And then, um, that's it. That's all I want to get into. Director, Steven Soderbergh. Beats Ang Lee. Ang Lee was sweeping for Crouching Tiger. And Steven Soderbergh, who only won Critics' Choice for Traffic, wins the Oscar. Which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> if you've seen Crouching Tiger, which you haven't, but if you have, you understand why he should have won. Because this man won Golden Globe, DJ, and BAFTA, and lost. But all while, that doesn't matter... Uh, Steven Soderbergh was also nominated a second time that year in Best Director for Aaron Brockovich. And both times, they were nominated everywhere. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't get it. It's really annoying. 
Ridley Scott for Gladiator. It feels weird that that wasn't in contention for director at all, even though that swept Best Picture. Feels weird to me. I don't know. Uh, actor Russell Crowe for Gladiator. You've seen Gladiator. No. You haven't seen Gladiator? No, I haven't seen Gladiator. It's weird that this is what won him an Oscar. To me, that feels weird. Russell Crowe? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. feels a little weird. Um, other people in contention. Tom Hanks for Castaway won Golden Globe. But he already had two Oscars at this point. So I'm pretty sure people didn't want to give it to him a third time. That's just my assumption. He cried in that movie. He did cry in that. He screamed a lot, too. He screamed a lot. Too. <laughs> he did. He was a yeah. white man screaming. <laughs> a white man screaming. Jeffrey Rush in a movie called Quills. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Ed Harris for a movie called Pollock for playing Jackson Pollock. I feel like that would have been an obvious pick, but he was nominated nowhere, but still got in. <laughs> uh, Jamie Bell for Billy Elliot. He won the BAFTA, was nominated for SAG, and then missed it. Which is weird, I think. Actress Julia Roberts swept for Aaron Brockovich and then won the Oscar. Um, most of these people, you wouldn't really know, at least the movies. But one thing I find interesting is Ellen Burstyn for Requiem for a Dream was nominated. Which is weird, because that movie got nominated nowhere else. Only lead actress. But, like... Don't people kind of like that movie? People just love that bit? movie. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's another thing. Um, Michelle Yeoh for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Now, I may be a simp for her, but I'm going to tell you something. She was excellent in this movie. She should have been supporting, not lead, but she should have been nominated anyways. But she wasn't. What the fuck? <laughs> Did they have someone from Gladiator instead? Uh, no, they didn't. They it was all uh, white women. Go figure. Oh. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> you have to nominate Joan Allen in the Contender. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. She probably cried though. Mm, that's true. That's true. Honestly, See, she probably screamed a little too. Ooh, I bet you're right. Laura Linney and you can count on me. Oh, I bet that's the same thing. Crying and screaming. I, I I can bet you right now. Why? Why did you let me go? Why? Why? <laughs> Anywho, Benicio del Toro for Traffic won Golden Globe, SAG lead, and then BAFTA um, won the Oscar. Joaquin Phoenix for Gladiator won Critics' Choice, was nominated everywhere. Uh, Willem Dafoe <laughs> Willem Dafoe for Shadow of a Vampire, where he played Nosferatu. He was nominated, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, Albert Finney in Aaron Brockovich won the SAG for supporting. Actor, anyway. Let's see here. Uh, supporting actress. This is an interesting year. I'm going to tell you something. So Kate Hudson for Almost Famous wins the Golden Globe. Frances McDormand for Almost Famous wins the Critics' Choice. Judy Dench for Chocolat uh, wins the SAG. And then Julie Waters for Billy Elliot wins the BAFTA. And then none of them win the Oscar. And it instead goes to Marsha Gay Harding for Pollock, who was nominated nowhere 
won nothing, and then won the Oscar. I'm I'm guessing they just liked her crying more. That's they liked her screaming more. Yep, that's very no, I true. Think it was crying. I'm crying. I don't you know what they should have nominated? This person. I really don't want to mispronounce the name, but she was the lead in Crouching Tiger that they put into supporting. She was nominated at BAFTA. She's excellent. There's a scene at the end of the movie that you think is brilliant with her, but she doesn't get nominated again because they want to nominate white people. Anywho, I'm not mad. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just losing their mind. And here's the thing. Despite Almost Famous, the movie Almost Famous, not being nominated for Best Picture or Best Director, it wins original screenplay. Winning the Critics' Choice in BAFTA. Aaron Brockovich, Billy Elliot are nominated. And then Gladiator was nominated for original screenplay. Why? Because of the funny lines? The the quotable lines? Or just... <laughs> I don't know why. That's so dumb. Why was that nominated in screenplay? That makes zero fucking sense. just salty because it won over Crouching Tiger and Frat Boys at our school won't shut the fuck up about it? Yes! That's exactly why. That's exactly why. Oh, this one's this thing's worse. Traffic, in a, an adapted screenplay, swept. Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, WGA, BAFTA, swept. And what was nominated in the category? Crouching Tiger, WGA, and BAFTA. It doesn't win. The writing's brilliant. The quiet silences, and like there's like very few monologues, but when there is, God, they fucking slap, dude. Oh, brother, where art thou? Is a funny pick. I like that pick. <laughs> uh, BAFTA original screenplay nominated for adapted. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, let's see here. Score: Crouching Tiger, Hinge Dragon. The score is so good. It won the BAFTA. Gladiator: Hans Zimmer. People were thinking he could win a second Oscar for this. It won the Golden Globe, but it lost. Because Crouching Tiger was better. Because <laughs> it was better. <laughs> See, I would. I just wanted a sweep of Crouching Tiger, and it sucks that that, that didn't happen. You know, Son, a sh- I don't know what the. Fu- you know what would be really funny though? What didn't win was my funny friend and me from Emperor's New Groove won the Critics' Choice, and I think that would have been really funny if that won the Oscar. A Love Before Time was from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm assuming that's from the end of the movie, during the credits. I don't remember. Ooh, you need to stop. <laughs> Cinematography, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon wins. It's a gorgeous movie. It's extremely well shot. I have no problems with that. But it didn't win anything before it won the Oscar. Gladiator won the BAFTA. And then The Patriot the Roland Emmerich, Mel yeah. Gibson movie. That one, ASC. Roger Deakins did Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So that was nominated for cinematography. Uh, let's see here. Editing. Traffic wins the award, but wins nothing else. No Eddie or BAFTA, which went to Gladiator. That swept editing and then lost. It feels weird that Gladiator swept Best Picture and then only got Tex for its winning package. One picture, well, Ridley, actor. Knowing Ridley Scott, he probably sucks some dick. 
<laughs> he probably did. Those he, damn millennials and their phones. Fucking fall. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, nominated for editing everywhere. Good. Billy Elliot was snubbed. That was the big snub. It's like a music biopic, so I, I feel like... You know how, like, Bohemian Rhapsody won editing? I feel like that's what people were thinking way before that happened. Production design... You're telling me Weird Al's gonna win Best Editing at the Oscars? That'd be funny, but it's not gonna, no. It should be everything, everywhere. It's gonna be Top Gun. Um, production Design, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Again, beats Gladiator, which swept everything. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Ron Howard movie. That was nominated in Production Design. Because of the who shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that there. People like working with Ron Howard. Supposedly. Whatever they say. Unless he sucks some dick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that next year. We'll get to that next year. Uh, costume design, Gladiator wins. Beating Crouching Tiger, which won the BAFTA. And beating How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which got the costume design award. He doesn't steal Christmas. He steals the spirit of Christmas away from people. But that didn't even happen. <laughs> Chocolate was nominated everyone production design and didn't make it. Makeup. How the yeah. Grunge Stole Christmas oh, yeah. wins best oh, he, makeup. He tries to steal the spirit of Christmas to people, but they are the spirit of Christmas. They are the yeah. embodiment of the spirit of Christmas. And he's like, what? It's not just the presents? What? But, like, the movie is weird about it because they think it's the presence at first, but then they learn almost immediately that it's not. But I feel like the whole point of the story was that it was never about the presence. Is Christmas not about the presence, though? I always thought it was about the presence. It's though. not about the presence. I'm so, so sorry. So you're telling me kids actually care about going to their relatives' house to see their relatives? Okay. For young kids, <laughs> it's about that. Do you a... think adults want to go see their relatives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the presence, Grandma! <laughs> God I'm damn it! My kid wants presents. <laughs> They're the only thing keeping this family together. <laughs> <laughs> Losing their mind. Um, yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas wins best makeup. Because look at what they did with the Who's and the fucking weird ass noses. Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. Uh, we have Uncanny Valley because of all the corpses our ancestors looked at. <laughs> Nice. I think. Nice. I saw it through a meme, so it's probably not true. <laughs> uh, Crouching Tiger was nominated at BAFTA for makeup. That didn't make it. Visual effects, Gladiator wins, I guess. See, someone died from the movie before the movie came out. So they ha And they, weren't, they hadn't done reshoots. What movie? Gladiator. Oh. Someone died before they finished Gladiator. Who died? I forgot. I fucking forgot his name. But there was... Oh, I think it was a guy that mentored him it's been a while since i've seen the movie i just i like crouching tiger more i don't know what to say but he they basically put him in shadow because they put like digital models of him or they put him where he wasn't supposed to be so like they basically did like weird deep fake shit or like cropping and put him in different areas with this one person it's like i guess that's cool i guess <laughs> Uh, Crouching Tiger, Chicken Run were both nominated at BAFTA. Chicken Run. Chicken run. Um, sound Editing went to U571, which is a war movie. Go figure. Go figure. War bad? So, maybe, yeah. Crazy. MP, um, Gladiator 
X-Men and Crouching Tiger were both snubbed for sound editing. Or I guess all three of them. And then regular sound, which is the mixing category, went to Gladiator, which won the Cinema Audio Society. Um, Patriot, Castaway, U571, all nominated. Almost Famous won the BAFTA for sound. Billy Elliot's a music movie, so it makes sense that it could have been for mixing. And then Crouching Tiger was snubbed. And then it did, Crouching Tiger did win Best International Film that year. So I think it won four total. Won International, Cinematography, Production Design, and Score. Which is not a bad turnout at all. But it should have gotten ten. <laughs> it should have gotten ten. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not salty. It wasn't Crouching Tiger! Anywho. Now it's on to the review segment. Wait, well, do they just they just really have a problem with letting uh, colored people win awards, don't they? <laughs> Even today? Yeah. Like, I don't remember... Like I remember it being... Sure, a Will Smith that... won, but the previous person of color to win before him was Forrest Whitaker in 2007. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember it was yeah. a big deal that some of the Parasite people weren't even nominated. They should have been. Excellent. But no, they didn't. See, that year was another big year for, like, the the Oscars so white, sort of. Cynthia Revo played Harriet Tubman. She was nominated. And then, outside of that, Antonio Banderas was nominated for lead actor but that's like two and they nominate 20 people and neither of them won and they snub people of color like you know just saying it's still a problem but then the year later they did some like there's a people of color winning and supporting happen pretty often yeah i kind of figured that but people of color winning in lead is still difficult. There's only been one person to ever win that was a person of color in lead actress. One out of 94 years. That was Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. But in that movie, she shows off her boobs. So, like, people probably... I mean, I'm assuming she's good in the movie. I've seen a clip where she is good. But she also has nudity. So, like... That panders to people who are horny. Horny old people. That horny old people, yeah. Oh, she's naked. I couldn't even be naked in a movie. Ha 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 ha. Funny. <laughs> Although that same year, which this is actually next year, I believe. But that same year, Denzel Washington wins lead actor for Training Day. So it's the first and only year two people of color win in lead. Interesting. <laughs> it's sad, right? Because, like, I, I still wish Chadwick won, you know, because of the narrative and the fact that he was just good. And, and I understand people think Hopkins was better, but also, like, he already won. And also, I don't know. It just annoys me, personally. This year, though, it's looking... Kind of similar. 
outside of Kihoi Kwan and supporting actor, it's looking like it's going to be all white people again. Except Brendan Fraser, he's okay. We'll see. I don't even know if he'll win anymore. He's going to win in our hearts. In our hearts, he'll win. I'm thinking it's going to be Colin Farrell. Oh, well, I'm fine with that, too. I am as well. But also, it's going to be kind of weird that he wins for that. You know? But all well. Because of Brendan Fraser? No, Brendan Fraser. See, The Whale is losing steam in Best Picture. They just, people aren't nominating it. We'll see about the Golden Globes tomorrow, but most critics groups are avoiding it, kind of like the flag. Except for Brendan Fraser, that's its only nomination. So. <laughs> Are you there for the storm? We're there for the storm. But I mean, you know who they should give it to? And it'd be really funny. It'd be Tom Cruise. <laughs> but he's getting the nominations. He's getting nominated for the Oscar. I'm so sorry. Anywho, let's keep going. It's the review segment. If there was only five nominees this year, Top Gun would still get in. That's how locked in it is. I'm fine with that, I guess. But yet again... Do you find that weird? I mean, yeah. That Top Gun would... <laughs> I'm more focusing on the outrage that it would cause if it doesn't win. It's not gonna win. I know, but like, yeah, because people are like, oh my gosh, why Top Gun is literally 99% of Americans would agree it is the best film of this year. You know, those kinds of people. Sure. Even though they're run. They're like, they really pissed me off. I'm like, yeah, it's apolitical. It's not woke. <laughs> ah, no black person equals not woke. <laughs> Racism? <laughs> but oh, no. Well, there was one thing I pointed out in that movie that I forgot to bring it up in the review. Maverick? Did you review Top Gun Maverick? Oh, maybe I did. You didn't. Oh. We're, in, we're about to go yeah, to the review segment, so go for it. Well, yeah, I watched Top Gun Maverick. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, to be honest. I think the first one. But I did. I liked how it still has the, had the charm from the first one somewhat. It's very cheesy, but it knows it's very cheesy. Yeah. Especially with the, the shots just, of him riding the motorcycle. Are like very it's a sequel to an 80s film. movie. Yeah, so. and I, in a lot of ways, that's what a lot of people just wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um. I liked Miles Teller. I this is I think this was my first time seeing Miles Teller outside of Divergent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, oh, not missing much. Fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> oh, they've got all of the Marvel movies. That's actually funny. That's so cursed. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Who invited my man blood? (laughs) Bro thinks he's on the (laughs) deck. Oh my god. Oh my god. What happened to Shane? God damn it. That's so funny. It's funny because people think Into the Multiverse of Madness is actually a good movie. Why? That's not. I see it on the internet all the time. Dude, oh my god, you know Grace fucking Randolph? Yeah. You know what? She she ranked the MCU recently. She said she hated the movie and then put it in her top 10. What the f- Why? If you hate it, then why would you put it so high? Maybe she just hates everything else. 
That's Laura. No, she literally, like, she says the first one's better, but puts it in, like, the second half of the list. Like, what the fuck are you smoking? (laughs) Like, why? Why? That makes zero fucking sense. Makes oh yeah, she's she usually comes around and does her top ten stuff. Makes or zero best fucking. movies from this year, and yeah, it makes no sense. Makes zero fucking sense. Anywho, I don't like her. I used to. She used to do good news stuff, but then she didn't. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, one thing wrong with Top Gun Maverick that I that I that I saw was um one of the. Uh, flight dudes has glasses, and you can't, you can't, you can't fly planes or do anything in the air force if you have. If you don't yeah, but have, it's Bob, so it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a perfect, perfect eyesight. I, I'm missing. I'm missing the gayness of the first one. It's 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 kind of gay still, but it's not as gay. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, it's not as gay. I'm missing as the first laughing one. at at at. Uh, Tom Cruise and Val Kimmer wanting to kiss, but you, you know they're just holding it back, man. Yeah, they want to fuck <laughs> so bad, but they can't. <laughs> yeah, Colin Farrell has swept critics groups so far. Until The Whale comes out. It's already out. It came out this weekend. Sweeps. It's not gonna. I'm sorry. It's Brandon not gonna. Frazier absolutely sweeps. Anywho. What if I told you Banshee's been a Sharon could win Best Picture? I think I'm going to win Best Picture. You think you're going to I would love to see it, Hunter. I'd love to see it. You should win Best Picture. You should do it for us. I would like to nominate this award to Adolf. Whoa, wait a minute. The man's, the Times Man of the Year. <laughs> Times Man of the Year, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. You know what's funny? Times Man of the Year is the uh, the the president of Ukraine. Yeah, I saw that, and it's definitely not like he's committed war crimes because I feel like everyone's committed war crimes. Yeah, everyone commits war crimes. It's just we choose to uh, ignore it. Ignore it because he's the good guy. You know, he's fighting the evil bad guy Russia. He's fighting the good fight. Yeah. yeah, the evil bad guy Russia. But We're it just it... so happens that they put more money into their into presenting their military instead of putting money into their actual military. Russia? Yeah. Yeah, hasn't Ukraine destroyed like a fourth of their military? Or that was the statistic like a couple months ago. I don't know what it is like now. I have no idea. Some of that stuff is probably made up. All I know is Russia is using their old weapons and they're not shit. using their new shit. They're not using the new stuff. I don't know if that's scary or if, like, none of their new stuff works. <laughs> they're just like, we're not ready for it yet, goddammit. Like, no, they're just like, we're not using our new weapons. We're just throwing out our old shit. It's like, why would you have old shit? I just doesn't don't think they have enough money to supply all their people. They could, but they just don't care. <laughs> Anywho, Top Gun. You gave it an 8, right? Yeah, I gave it an eight. I rewatched the first Top Gun. I think it's like a damn near masterpiece. Like I think it's a couple of issues. I have it at like a nine. I think it's really good. I need to rewatch Top Gun Maverick. I saw it in the theater. I was so fucking shocked. Cause all the trailers, two years of fucking trailers, I'm like, this is gonna suck. Yeah. I'm not ready for this movie. in the slightest. And it's so good. It's so good. I think it's I like love it. it's 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 what 
I know sequel the fact that it's a sequel aside, I think this is what a lot of summer blockbuster films should be. Marvel. I think everyone agrees with that sentiment. You should be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, it made more money than any other movie this year. They re-released it in theaters recently. Like, it's in theaters again. Damn, it is popping off. <laughs> yes. I'm going to look at Box Office Mojo. They're going to back me up on this statistic. I saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. I was. I forgot to watch that this morning. I think it's fucking a masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> so good. I. It's probably my new favorite of this year. Everything about it is so well-crafted. It's such a simple story, but told so well. And it's got more themes than anything Disney could ever fucking touch. <laughs> I can't touch the period stuff. <laughs> they literally have, like, fascism. And there's, like, people hailing each other and shit. Like, it, it gets dark. Like, people die. Like, straight up just die. Oh, fuck. I accidentally hit that. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nothing happened. But, yeah, I think it's a brilliant movie. The score is fantastic. I think all the performances in it are really funny. Kate Blanchett plays a monkey. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Like, I don't know why she'd want to play a monkey, but I think it's pretty funny that she, that she played a monkey. Who just says... Not even a talking monkey, just a monkey. <laughs> just mm. making random noises. Mm. Monkey. Academy Award winner, Kate Blanchett, does this. <laughs> just in, the, in a booth for hours on end. But I think it's a gorgeous movie. God, it's so good looking. And I, yeah. It looks so real at times, to be perfectly honest with you. it. This is my favorite Del Toro movie. Kind of by far. Not even Blade 2? Oh my gosh. No, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen Blade 2, but I already know you're joking. <laughs> um, I think it's a brilliant movie. Um, probably. Not even Hellboy, really? No, oh it's gosh. not Hellboy. Have you even seen Hellboy? Yeah, I've seen that too. I used to watch them on repeat, dude. Cringe. Why would you do that? Because I like the fish guy. I thought he was cool. <laughs> fish guy. That fish guy ended up playing the fish guy in the shape of water yeah <laughs> the fish guy so maybe i'll like the shape of water because that's the fish, fish guy <laughs> the fish guy anywho we both played as dusk falls <laughs> you're this is your second time yeah this, this is, is my second first time. time it was a really funny really good first half a kind of awful awful second half like i was so shocked and how boring it got. Like, even when we made awful decisions to try and be funny, it wasn't as funny as when we did it in the first half. Because, like, in the first half, people get shot. And people are just dying. And we let people suffer. And it was, like, it's dark to say that, but it was funny as shit. And, like, we just beat the hell out of people. And, like, the dad guy is, like, cool. And then just slams the dude's head onto the, yeah. <laughs> onto the pool. And he could have easily murdered him. But, like, all while... Yeah, our, our, if it, it was weird. It, like, it, it, it was so weird how it just played out. Like, the grandpa guy just exists for some reason. It was weird even when I played that 
first. Well, for the first. And then the dad character just disappears the second half, which sucks. I don't know if there's a way for him to be in it more, or if it's just supposed to focus on the daughter character more the second half. The kid, the fucking kid that is in the family is an awful piece of shit, and I hate that we had to stay with him. I know you can make him not an awful piece of shit, but we made him an awful piece of shit, and I hated staying with him. We made him a fugitive that admitted to murder, who got caught pretty quickly and broke every promise he ever made. (laughs) That part was pretty funny. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I love you. No, it was so funny because it's like, Promise me you'll never hurt anyone ever again. It proceeds to immediately hit a traffic cop. <laughs> we looked at your past decisions. You like were able to be with her as a lover. Yeah, which is so weird. Like, how the fuck did you pull that off? <laughs> um, you have to. I think you have to. You you have to not murder people. Murder people. <laughs> I think you have to not beat that guy up. I think that's it. And I didn't beat the guy off up because she told me to back off. I'm like, okay, you can bang him. It doesn't really matter to me anyways. <laughs> no, yeah, we had it so, like, it was this guy's house. We walked into this guy's house and we beat up that guy yeah. a lot. <laughs> like, we had the choices to not beat the shit out of him. And we chose, like... Every, like, quick time event, we purposefully failed, unless it was an action scene where we get to brutally beat the shit out of someone. Then we nailed it perfectly every time. Like, that one kid just got, he just got traumatized in the forest. Remember he got hit by the fucking boar and fell down the hole? Oh, yeah. <laughs> tripped, oh. tripped, like, 50 times. And we just let him. Did you? It just missed, like, two seconds. Oh, okay. That's fine. But, Yeah. I don't like it much. I'd give it like a five. The first... I like the art style, kind of. It feels weird that there's like low poly, very bad resolution backgrounds and models. But then the character designs look excellent and like all comic book-y and shit. It's a weird design choice that I kind of liked. It also was off-putting at first, but I got like used to it as we kept playing it. I don't know. You've played it twice... You've got to have probably better thoughts than me. My first time, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was... I think it's definitely a Game Pass game. (laughs) That sounds about right. Is it exclusively just on Game Pass? I think... No, it's... You can buy it outside, but your best bet is to just get it on Game Pass because, honestly, you're probably not going to play it again. I like the multiplayer. I don't know if a lot of other choice games have that. Multiplayer? I know the people that do Until Dawn... Man of Medan and like their anthology series have that. I know the Quarry has that. Until Dawn didn't. Yeah, which is yeah. sucks because that's their most popular one, and it'll also be the funniest one. To do. <laughs> yeah, it's their funniest. I. What does Scooby Doo? That's what it reminds me of Scooby Doo, and that's what it reminds me of. I don't know why, but Rami Malek, Academy Award winner <laughs> Rami Malek, is in that game. He plays the bad guy that was completely sane and then two (laughs) seconds later immediately comes out as a crazy fucking bastard (laughs) like it's so weird i love that game so much it's so good (laughs) and like best narrative 
It was nominated for best. It narrative. was nominated. Yeah. It didn't win. That would have been no. Her story won that year. Rip. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. But yeah, I didn't realize how bad the half, the last half was until we, we both played, played it. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, because I thought initially, if you did get caught in the forest, you know, when you're running away from the cops as, as the kid, that you could avoid that entire last half of the game, pretty much. But... Because we were forced to play through it anyways. We were forced, yeah. So it's like, oh, well then, why is there an option for him to get caught anyways? Yeah. Plus, also, I did think it was kind of boring too, because switching to the girl, because you or the daughter, because you really don't have a connection to. Her. And then for that to be the last character you play as in the game. But it's like it, it's fine if you switch over to her, but like you don't. I didn't really get attached to her as it went on either, because no. she's just like. I'm traumatized. That's my entire personality. I can't believe this one game for impact. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it was, yeah. Not even Citizen Sleeper, bro. That tackles mortality. What the fuck? <laughs> no, we have to give it to the funny trauma game. <laughs> no, that's the game that the game reviewer, that the journalist actually played. That's true. That's so. the biggest game there, so it has to win. Yep. That, that how it be, though. Yeah, that's... Game that's, Awards that's how it is stupid. Can we just let Citizen Sleeper win our Game Awards, please? <laughs> I haven't played it. Oh, uh, well, you should won't. play it. You should play it, God I damn. don't know. Uh, I'm playing... A, I got a couple games I gotta play right now until Hogwarts Legacy, and then I get destroyed on Twitter because I'm playing, I guess, because I'm a transphobe because we're playing a Harry Potter game. <laughs> Imagine... Look, yeah, I know, I know. I just don't, I don't want to consider myself with J.K. Rowling. You don't want to associate, is what you meant to say? I don't want to associate myself with the Harry Potter fans. You just want to play the funny (laughs) Harry Potter. I'm in my own little bubble. I want to be a... Well, what if the game sucks? (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's fine, too. I just want to be a wizard, and I want to beat people up in in, in a wizard school. I wish we could murder people. Yeah. I wish. I just, I just picture it like bully. Because... But with wizards. Wizards. That's what I want. That's my dream game. Is another bully game. My dream game is Spider-Man, but again. <laughs> but again. I need another bully game. Oh, oh. It sucks that it's not going to happen. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, as Dusk... What would you give it? Now give that it you've like played a, it twice. I'd give it like a 6 or a 7. A yeah, probably a 6. 7, that's too high. <laughs> too high. I don't think it's mediocre. I think like I the think first half is pretty mediocre. pretty good, but I like the first half, but I hate the second half. Yeah. So it's like very disparage. It's like the second half's like a like a three, and the first half's like like an eight. You slam it together, it's like a five. And these choice games are good games that for you to go with your friends and play. I guess we should play that anthology series from the creators of Until Dawn. We should, but they're not on sale right now, right? And they're spendy. <laughs> yeah, like the quarry is fucking nuts still. But that's I know it dropped at out. forty, but like that's still too much. <laughs> yeah, I want to play the quarry because it looks funny. <laughs> no, I like how it was nominated for innovation and accessibility, and they didn't show <laughs> yeah, they didn't what show. it was innovation for. They just it just was nominated. People were like. Wait, why are you here? I hear the one with the uh, with the uh, 
But the Afghanistan soldiers and the American soldiers fighting vampires in a cave is actually pretty good. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's one where you're a U.S. soldier and you have to team up with your enemy, the soldiers of the desert. I just assume they're Afghanistan because, you know. You just assume that one country? Because, you know, that's what Could I assume. any in the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, I assume that's what it's supposed is to it be. Is it in a, the 80s? Does that make more yeah, probably. sense? Because that, that's just what I assume it's an allegory for, you know, or something like that. The war of Afghanistan. And how we should just team up together to stop vampires. <laughs> yeah, what vampires <laughs> are you talking about? I, uh, what are the real, like, vampires? Yeah. Elon Musk. <gasps> I agree. The point is you team up with bad guys and you fight vampires... The new one has Jesse Buckley in it, but I saw a clip and it looks so fucking awful. Yeah, I hear the new one's really fucking bad. <laughs> but I'm so I'm so, I really want to play H. it. It H.H. Holmes, doesn't it? Yes, maybe. Um, um, um. The new one, I saw a clip. They bring up that the guy is listening to everything they say, and then they immediately say their plan. <laughs> And then they split up, and this one guy, like, the floor opens up from under him, and then, like, Scooby-Doo, he waits a second and just falls through. It's <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Oh, where are you? See, I played Until Dawn. I nearly got... I, I was trying to do the... I got the good ending. I got all of the trinkets... I got everything except one totem. I missed a turn on one totem and I couldn't go back. So my 100%, the two trophies I would have gotten if I gotten it, I missed. And I'd have to do it again. You can go back. It's not that long of a game. No, but like I had to look up everything and it oh. took forever. <laughs> I didn't look, I didn't really look up God. I found it pretty easy to keep people alive. No, like, no, like, to keep people alive and to oh, do yeah. tricks and to, like, collect everything at the same time. That's what I was trying to do. Because, like... I like the way Call Me, call, call me Kevin yeah. <laughs> just murder trips, walks into branches, just falls back, <laughs> falls backwards. So who do, you, now that, who do you think is the superior narrative uh, choice-driven game? Creatives? Yeah. Creatives, yeah. Well, uh, developers, now that you've played at least three different, from three different, four, yeah, three different studios. Four. Or four. Four, yeah. What are they? Telltale, the guys that did Until Dawn, the people that did As Dusk Falls? Or the people that did Stranger Things. Or, oh, fuck me. What are you talking about? Not Stranger of? Things. Telltale was going to do Stranger Things, but, um, uh, Life is Strange. Oh, out of those four, I I've played enough Telltale games to know that they don't matter much. <laughs> or Quantic Dream too. I oh fuck yeah, there's a, I played Detroit Become Human and I thought it was great. I it's hard to get into Heavy Rain, not only because I know the story before I even started playing it. But because it's so much more janky than the later entries, like, it's hard to move. It's hard to do anything. The camera changes every five seconds, and you know how the fuck to move. It's like the Resident Evil game, 
But like every turn, every corner, you change direction, and then at some point you're just like, and like the camera's constantly changing, and you're like, how the fuck do I get anywhere? But I think the ones that actually matter, I feel like Quantic Dream, in terms of my choices actually having consequences. Well, to be fair, the people that did As Dusk Falls sort of did that, but it, I feel like a version of that ending was the ending for every single one. Yeah. To an extent. Because, like, at the end, there was only, like, what, four endings total? It's just the way to get there was complicated as shit. Or at least well, there was only four endings of the paths we chose. Well, there's four different endings to As Dusk Falls, right? There's the two if you meet him on prison. You can either forgive him or don't forgive him. And there's the two and if he made it to And you'll die Canada. either way. But if he lives out in the woods alone, you go visit him there. One is where you go eat dinner with him, and the other one is where you tell him to fuck off and you commit suicide. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, for a game that's that expansive, and there's choices that apparently only 2% of players did, it feels like if, if that's the case, then how'd you only get to four endings? You know? I feel like it's the stories that should matter, but, like, the choices will change the story. I love my experience with Detroit Become Human because not only was it just me playing it, but, like, my dad was there. He's like, you should do that. You should do that. Like, he actually got invested into that story. Oh, he did? He didn't yeah. tell me that. Like, he was. he does puzzles a lot in the winter, so, and, like, the puzzle table and where I play video games are both in the basement, so he watches sometimes. And he's just like, what are you doing? You should do that. Which, like, well, I want to be funny and do that. <laughs> like, like, in that game, I was actually trying to keep people alive. I was going by my instinct, not purposefully trying to murder people or purposefully doing whatever. <laughs> walking Dead. Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, The Walking Dead was funny and just murdered everyone. <laughs> Everyone that I could. There were some people that I could have murdered, but didn't. Yeah, and some people that they lock out from you saving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Walking down. I know, road. and I think our experiences with the on, uh, uh, Detroit is completely different, too. How so? Well, like, because I remember sharing... Like, I got to Canada with uh, the lady and the kid. Mm-hmm. And the, the kid died in her arms, and then she deactivated. She, she killed herself. Uh, and um, the, the one guy, I don't remember his name. The guy that's Connor? No, not Connor. The other guy. Remember. The revolutionist? Oh, Marcus. Marcus, yeah, yeah. Marcus. He, he got shot up in a peaceful... Because he, he, I, I his arc was he went from violent protest to peaceful protest. Mine was peaceful to violent. Oh, that is interesting. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he tried peace, but the more it didn't work, the more he resorted to violence. Because he believed that's what would get the answers. Because peace wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. Because he realized. Because my dude, when when all the when the police finally invade the little, the the fortified area. Oh, the in, boat before the ending. Are you talking about the boat where they all are? And then they show up, and that's where you can either have Connor oh, no. be I'm, one of them or not be I'm one of them? I'm talking about the, yeah, the, the, 
the protest at the end that he's at. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, the um a bunch of the police soldiers. Oh came yeah, when they're surrounded, they're, like, surrounding yeah. him. And then he makes out with the other lady. Then the police, they or the SWAT team, they stop and they look at each other, like, uh, <laughs> do they feel emotion? Damn. No, mine's <laughs> they, insane. They, sh- they shoot so him anyways. My Connor's ending is left ambiguous. So, I turned Connor into a part of the revolution. Yeah, I did too. So basically, because I kept trying so damn hard for Connor to be friends with Clancy Brown, that worked in the end, because Clancy Brown shot the one Connor that wasn't actually me. And I set off a nuclear bomb. Right? Mark, like, you are able to make a nuclear warhead, or you're not able to, or you can throw it away or keep it. I kept it because I'm like, that would be insane. And then they actually let me use it. <laughs> I totally fucking used it. So, my girl character, I did, because, I don't know, a lot of the stealth shit is really janky. Yeah. So, when I tried to stealth, it it got, like, really clunky really quick and I got caught. And I basically got put into a concentration camp, got gassed. And fucking died. And that sort of influenced my decision to nuke everything. So, like, Marcus and Connor team up to basically nuke Detroit. And basically, only robots survive. And they have to quarantine it. And it's like a robot revolution and shit. And I think that ending's fucking insane. And if that... Like, that could lead to a sequel... But, like, some endings I know probably couldn't and are more tied up nicely. Yeah, I tried to get good endings, but I just ended up getting bad endings. Because I didn't... I'm sorry, I didn't see an alternative, but Connor, when it was revealed that he had to lead the... Or destroy it, or something with the other androids, I remember it was bad. Like, I didn't see an alternative, and I... I had to make him shut down. Connor? Yeah. The detective? Yeah. That didn't happen... I don't know the ending of Connor. After Clancy Brown saves me and the bomb goes off, the credits roll. Oh, shit. So, like, I don't know Connor's fate. Clancy Brown dies. Maybe. No. I love Clancy Brown in this game. He's so fun. I love Connor in this game. There's a (laughs) lot of great performances in it. It, I, I was totally enthralled with this story. And I, I like having that experience with my dad. We have the same thing with, like, Life is Strange. I started playing that, and then he got invested. And then I ended up annihilating the city to be with this one person, and then felt no sadness or remorse. <laughs> <laughs> As we drove off, and hundreds died for because a hurricane showed up for some reason. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Like, the ending, like, it goes from, like, a murder mystery to a fucking apocalypse story. And also a love story. And also you're traveling through your dreams and memory. It's really weird. I would destroy a city for you. <laughs> time shenanigans. The The last time I remember, like, my dad watching me play a game was... Maybe it was God of War, the first one. Yeah, my... 
like if my dad does see me play video games he doesn't care too much it just so happened to be the choice based ones where he got invested along with me well because their story yeah. yeah well he doesn't really like they make fun of the games that i play because they think the dialogue shit i'm like sometimes it's shit but other times it's actually good and you're just For not what, getting like it in god con- of war ragnarok are you kidding yeah like i don't know I didn't hear a lot of a lot of funny business from them when playing. <laughs> Although they did just sort of, they usually just say it in like a, an obnoxious way to like make fun of it. Like Spider Man, they fucking hated when I was playing Spider Man. No, <laughs> which is which, I don't know. Like you don't, I don't make fun of the shit you watch. So don't make fun of the shit I play. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what to tell you. But I think it was interesting. I thought. Those games were... If I had to pick one... I don't know. I haven't played the other two Quantic Dream games. And I haven't played the rest of the Life is Strange series. Oh, I haven't heard anything after the first one, to be honest. There's a second one. Yeah. And there's a prequel. I haven't played either. Wait, True Colors is a prequel? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. There's a second one. There's something called Before the Storm. And yeah. then there's True Colors. Which came afterwards. Um, but yeah, I like... Oh, then there's the Captain one, too. What, was that one canceled, though? No, that was a one... That was a one-episode thing, because that tied into... Oh, that tied into the second one. Oh. So he does have superpowers. No. Oh. He dies. I don't know. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) See, the, the, the kid in the second one is able to levitate people... So, in that Captain, not Alex, that'd be funny though, that Captain whatever one, where he floats off the ground and thinks he has powers, that's actually the kid in the second one, just off screen, without letting anyone know until the second one came around, I guess. So, why not just make him have superpowers then? No, uh, no. (laughs) But they're all connected, because you come across... If you destroyed the city or not, you can see it abandoned or not abandoned, I guess. It's really up to you, but there's not a lot of choice. Like, there's only two endings in Life is Strange. It's only two. (laughs) Oh, well. Anyway, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Have sex, have sex. I don't know if that's correct. I, I, what? I played, um, I played, I finished Metro, uh, 2033 Redux. The first one? Yeah, that's the first one of the three. It's an adaptation of Metro 2033. The book. The book, yeah. Do you know a little bit about the, I think the, I just think the story behind the making of the book is interesting too. And the game. I don't... So the... Because the bunch of devs didn't like how they were... What they were doing with the Stalker games. So they left. And they stole the engine (laughs) to make their own game. But they didn't know what they were going to do. So they saw this... This... uh, Unfinished book called Metro 2033. On like some shady website. And they're like, hey, let's adapt this. Because the author was having trouble finding publishers... So, I guess that kind of helped him get the book published, too. They're making a game off of it? Yeah. 
But I hope they consoled him first, or they just take the idea and run with it. No, yeah, they got permission, and he helped write it too. Oh wow! And he helped write the other three games, and he's helping write the movie too. Nice. The movie's gonna probably suck. Yeah. I Is mean, that Netflix? No, it's uh, actually Russian produced now. It was American, but um, the American company wanted to make it into a wanted to make it based in Washington D.C. and the author's like, "What? You're missing the entire <laughs> point." <laughs> American so, uh, moment. <laughs> you're missing the entire aesthetic, so I'm just gonna go to a Russian production company, and that production company hasn't made the best movies. So, how would you know? Have you seen them? I saw their letterbox. Mmm, nice. And a lot of them are in the 2.7 area. Ooh, so. that's about a five out of ten. <laughs> that is about a five out of ten. That's not awful, but also not great. Um. Uh, yeah, I got invested in the series because during the Fallout 76 hate, people were like, yeah, Bethesda doesn't know how to make games. Look at this Metro Exodus. It looks like a real RPG. And then when I played it, I'm like, this is nothing like Fallout. This is a linear experience. This is a linear shooter game. <laughs> this is a linear shooter game. This isn't This isn't even anything close to Fallout. They just pointed at metro and just like this is better like okay okay what are you saying man uh but i liked how i played it out of context too i just picked up the third one I'm like i don't know what's going on but it's kind of cool i guess because like so you played the third one first yeah it's like it's cool because you can like wipe off the mat off the gas mask because like there's there'll be like enemies blood splatter on the mask or like the mutants will like this is in the metro 2033 too and like, or like zom, or like the mutants will like spit on your face, saliva, and you have to wipe it off. Or spiders will crawl on your mask too. You have to nice. flick them off. Nice. That's kind of cool. Or the gas mask breaks over time too. So like, even if your health regenerates, your gas mask might be like crate breaking. So you have to find a new mask. And you can only have your mask on for a certain amount of time because there's filters you have to find too that are timed. Nice. Yeah, it's just the whole atmosphere is great, too. The atmosphere? The entire thing takes place underground, which is cool. And, uh... I, I just... I th and the... So the, the story of the game is about a guy named Artyom. He, um... He, he's told by this one guy named Hunter to go to... By you? To go to like the big market area, like the it's like the big stone is like the big city in the metro called Polis. He has to like get to Polis to tell them about this threat, this new threat called the Dark Ones. Oh, neat. Um, they're like they're called like they're they they think they're like the next step in human evolution because they have like psychic powers, and Artyom is like he can like fight them in the dreams and weird wacky shit like that. And, yeah, you have to sneak literally in between a war that's going on in the metro between communists and Nazis, which that was a cool segment. And, yeah, and you have to blow up the the aliens because or the not the aliens, the mutants, the mute, the the dark ones, because the they think they're a threat because they keep making people go crazy but it's actually revealed that 
they weren't trying to hurt people. They were just trying to communicate. But humans and, misinterpreted that because they didn't trust them, which in turn starts the cycle of because we can't trust each other, we'll forever be doomed in uh, the cycle of, you know, just history repeating itself. Violence. Through violence because we can't put anything aside and we just have to, like, we don't focus on our survival. We're just like, yeah. Yeah. Like the Nazis, they they measure people's heads to see if they're pure or not. Their heads. And they don't even have like like there's one part where they're executing civilians in the or or prisoners in the second game and like, uh let's see. Uh take a look at the list. Is it the right measurements? Doesn't matter, he's a mutant and they just shoot him anyways. Wow. <laughs> there's a concentration camp in that one too. <laughs> but you let all the prisoners go and they're pretty I think the themes it brings across is interesting. I think the book would tackle it better because the game is more shooty-shooty and I think if it takes a slower approach, it'll be more interesting. So but you're not going to sit down and read a book? Well, I have the book right there. Wow. I'm actually more interested in reading the book. And then I opened it and I looked at the pages and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to read that? <laughs> nice. It's the English translation because it's a Russian book. And I found out the books have nothing to do with the game. Well, the the next two books have nothing to do with the other two games. Like, Metro 2034 is about another guy. He deals with PTSD. People don't like that one. And then Metro 2035 uh, is more of a... It's mixed. Some people say it got too political. <laughs> while other people say, no, I think the politics fix perfectly. Because it talks about what so, russia is going through right now with its uh regime mm -hmm. yeah nice did it come so, out recently what the book yeah the new one. Oh, i mean if you consider i think it was like 2013 yeah i think pretty decently right that's isn't, isn't that this one that's 2033 2035 is the newest one or the last one the final one in the trilogy even though they have nothing they don't none of them have the same characters so the the games go 2033 last light and exodus and these go 2033 2034 2035 the games are a sequel to the first book but the first book the first game is an adaptation of the first book but the other two games are like sequels to the book the games are sequels to the book? Or the games are sequels to the first game and they're different from the book? Yeah. Yeah. And they're different from the book. The yeah. Yeah. Then there's just kick-ass there. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Oh, there. yeah. Which we is get... another meta-commentary on superheroes. We're not reading The Boys. We're not reading I think I'm book. good on The Boys because yeah. people don't like the books and it sounds really weird. It sounds awful. Like, I, I'm... I can't believe they made an incredible show out of that. <laughs> like, that's insane. Well, good good writers, I guess. Talent. They saw the potential. They're like, hey, this could be good. Hey, this, this could actually be good. We are reading, or I'm reading, the first compendium of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I'm going to hand that off to you, and you're going to read it. We, we bought the first two. We got to get the second two. Which... Yeah, I did a little... Because the show ended, and I didn't really do anything. I didn't really care. But I saw 
But after we did that, I watched like just a 10 minute YouTube video talking about the season finale. And I'm like, that sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Crazy. It's as if they let it drag on for too long. So it was pretty, pretty bad. Pretty. Like, it's not like for a show that lasted 11 seasons, it doesn't finish any of its plot threads because it's letting all the spin off shows do that. Like the, cool. the, like the, didn't the pro, I think the producer or so, the showrunner or whatever said this is only the beginning. Stop. <laughs> what? Like yeah. They call like, it the cinematic universe, and they need to stop. <laughs> like I get that The Walking Dead is more than just the 193 issues. I get that, but also stop. <laughs> I do not care. Doesn't Negan have a spinoff comic series? Comic series? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know there's the main line, and I thought they did more than that, but I don't know. Oh, uh, they did do more, it's just they don't talk about it as much. Like, a lot of it gets really crazy, like one person's revealed to be Rick's sister, but they don't do anything with it. Sounds about right. Um, oh, like in, in the main line or in the spin-offs of the... In one of the spin in the comics, actually. Nice. But... Yeah, see, Robert Kirkman sounds... Both, like, a great writer and also, like, a really dumb writer. Yeah. Like, he comes up with good ideas and then he just drags them out. He just takes them and just pulls and drags them out. I feel like he out. didn't do that with The Walking Dead because he just ended it. He did. He made fake uh, issue covers for issues 190... Four and 195 but then he shock ended it at 193 and i know the ending and it actually is a good ending in my uh, from what i um uh, got from the summary at least yeah we're gonna have to read all of it to get some context yeah i think after the walking dead we should do invincible that's a lot i know but yeah, but like, I hear Invincible's actually Invincible is good. only 144 issues, and it's three compendiums instead of four. But but I hear Invincible's actually really good. I also hear that. Yeah, although so. t Invincible has a lot more spin-offs than I think The Walking Dead does. I don't want to get into spin-offs. I just want to mean read the main line stuff. Well, then Steven Yeun's character, so you can predict the future. Steven, even though they're probably gonna skip half the stuff in the show, mm -hmm. and they're gonna do something different anyways. Because why not, you know? Yeah. Maybe expand upon it. Do stuff more interesting instead of The Walking Dead, dumbing it down. We need to let idiots watch this show. Um, we need to... Well, I mean, the people that watched The Walking... The, at first, in season one, it was the fans. Right? And everyone that got and into And then it. later on, eventually, they just got the rednecks crowd in and... Where did we hit friend of me, Sammy? Or I'd find a zombie pocket. I, 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 I do pretty well with zombie pocket. I'm, I'm definitely not overweight. <laughs> I'm not be able to run outrun them, but I got my rifle. I'll be able to shoot the fucking out of it. He was like, okay. Didn't ask L. Because the show lost its identity after season two. Crazy. Because they lost the showrunner. I showed you the clip people. where that one girl was like, I miss my vibrator. Yep. And we just, I just started laughing after I saw that. I was like, what? Maybe there's a lot more funny Walking Dead. Like, have you seen the Rick crying meme, too? He's like, no, no, oh. no, no. 
Another. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I saw it. It's like, mmm, <laughs> can't act. <laughs> Andrew Lincoln. Norman Reedus can act though. I yeah. guess he doesn't say anything. He's just like, I don't, I don't care. He's don't just like, know. I'm getting paid for that. <laughs> Norman Reedus. I can't believe he did it. I don't know why. The Walking know. Dead. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> this is funny. Stupid bastard. Well, he wasn't getting any roles at the time, and he popped off because he got long hair. Yeah, what, Death Stranding, and that's it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this Death Stranding role, because Hideo walks the walking dead. <laughs> Hideo is just like, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant performance. Brilliant. He's literally me. And then Guillermo del Toro just spews exposition the entire time, and that's it. <laughs> He said once at the Game Awards, he presented, he's like, best art direction. And then he brought up, um, fuck, what did he bring up? He brought up Silent Hill. He said something about art direction in Silent Hill. He's like, Konami should make another one. And then he just paused and then kept going. Just like, just throwing it out there. Like, hey, Konami, <laughs> you should make another one. <laughs> he was helping... I thought he was originally he was helping Hideo make Silent Hill. To an extent. But yeah, then it was canned and then he just helped with Death, Death Stranding. Stranding. Are I, the two of them best friends? I think they are, yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> the two big brains. Two mega mind shots. Of the two industries. But yeah. I, I now that we went on the Walking Dead and comic tangent, I don't have anything else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, what? hold up. Do you think Del Toro is just a huge weeaboo? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because you think his favorite game is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. We should play that. Oh, dude. I want to, but I don't know. I don't want to get into that Metal Gear rabbit hole. It sounds really weird. And also complicated. Good God. <laughs> They're connected, but also not connected. <laughs> Wait, Snake's a clone of that guy? God. But wait. Wait a minute. But they're brothers at the What? And then a Oh, uh, there was something that I said. It was during Death Stranding 2 when that got announced. Like, and the giant vehicle came out of the water. And I'm like, I'm assuming this is supposed to be something important, <laughs> but I don't know what it's supposed to mean. <laughs> what should not mean anything? <laughs> that sounds like something Hideo would do. I'm not. Even it's like I'm going lie. to bait them. <laughs> I'm gonna bait them. We're gonna make and it's another PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Like they just got Death Stranding on PC and Xbox. So why make it again PlayStation exclusive? It's Hideo. He wants the money. And rumors have been saying that it's Hideo's working on an Xbox exclusive. But I guess that's he. he that's still floating around in his head. I guess. Well, they just know. released the director's cut, too. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. It makes zero goddamn sense. I still have yet to play the DLC to Ghost of Tsushima. That's fine. Did you play it? Nope. That's okay. <laughs> no, I thought Ghost of Tsushima was brilliant. And then... I just... The DLC didn't come out until after I dropped off, like, really hard on it. Yeah. And then I just had, like, I got excited. I'm like, oh, sh fuck yeah. 
but then they announced the director's cut and like well i already paid 60 dollars for it and i don't want to spend more money and like i'm not gonna do it i yeah i um i still have to play the outer worlds dlcs too don't worry but i'm kind of like yeah i don't want to go back really um i mean okay. i want to but eh. no i if i don't get invested in a game i drop off hard and it takes a, a lot of power to come back <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy, I got it the weekend it came out, tried it, and then abandoned it. And then January of the next year rolled around, and that's all I played for, like, a month. <laughs> I just grinded that game, and I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah. Anywho. I don't have anything else. We need more good games. Like, The Last of Us. <laughs> the Last of Us. Oh, when are we going to do the gaming channel? We're doing it soon, right? Yeah, I thought next year. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought we were going to do it in December, after the Game Awards. That's what you said at first, but I, I don't uh, know. I wanted to do it the start of the new year, because, you okay. know, it's the new year. Sure. New year, new us. Except not really. <laughs> um, so, what games are we going to play? I think the first one I'm going to force you to play is um, the f first Fable, because it's funnier. It's funnier? Okay. Yeah. So, how are we going to record it, though? I have recording stuff. All right. So and I was just curious. It's, I don't have, like, no I recording stuff. I just might need a mic. That's kind of it. Um. Okay. The first one I might make you play... I don't know. I don't know what you have and haven't played. You've played Uncharted, right? Nope. Okay, well that's the first one. <laughs> that's the first one. Um I the second one's better, and I think the fourth one's pretty great. But I think I might just have you go in order. And just have it progressively get better. I own all of them. Um I even have the remasters and stuff so i can just bring them over and you can download them or something but yeah anywho yeah i thought about like different things to i need you to play twisted metal yeah i don't know how because it's on the goddamn ps2 <laughs> i don't know how we're gonna record ps2 shit but we'll figure it out and i also have to get it from my basement <laughs> and pray to god everything still works <laughs> No! Twisted Metal, my baby. My baby. Hey, guys, you should release a new Twisted 